like I'm really I don't know if I'm sad, but I I did some recon today. I did some research, and I don't know if you also happened to have done this research yesterday I don't do or today. Research. When I tell you what the research was, it's research that you do. You Is might it pornography. You might not do it. And it's not pornography. Uh, you might not do it under the under the guise of research, but you still do it. Anyways, what I'm alluding to is I saw an ad, and I texted you about this yesterday, for the McDonald's spicy oh. barbecue chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. And, of course, that piqued my interest, and I knew it would pique yours as well, so I, I mm-hmm. shot you the text. Did you end up acquiring one of these? No, because I think when you had texted me that, I had already been to McDonald's that day, and I wasn't trying to go back. Okay. Now, I've, like, cut out fast, fast food as much as I, like, I try not to eat fast food as much anymore, mm-hmm. though I like to, you know, if you're a, a long-time listener of the show or you know us personally, you know that we have this kind of ongoing discussion about rankings of fast food. And I typically would probably put McDonald's in the S tier of that realm of, of fast food. So I would probably put it at my top of the baseline fast foods. Mm-hmm. So like the, the McDizzles, the fucking BKs, mm-hmm. etc. I was excited for the sandwich, though if I have to like, you know, off the cuff right now say what my best spicy chicken sandwich is at fast food level McDonald's, it's Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And after acquiring the sandwich today on my on my commute home, it is still Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's a real disappointing sandwich. Like, it's it's a, you know how you get a McChicken, and sometimes just, you you know it's, there's something off about it. Like, it just doesn't taste like chicken. Or, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm not saying it's not chicken. I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, it's whatever. I'm just saying, you know how it just, there's, like, good chicken patties and bad chicken patties. I feel like McChickens aren't really the best quality chicken patty. I I would argue that anything that you throw Mick in front of probably isn't going to be the top of the line of anything. I mean, it doesn't be top of the line, but don't get me wrong. I'll get down with a McDouble almost any time, and I know you do as well. I'll get a McDouble. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's not the best burger ever, but it's it's a it's there eating a fucking McDouble and thinking to myself, this is high-quality meat. Yeah, I don't think anyone's doing that. But what I'm saying is, like, if I go to, you know... Wendy's and get a junior bacon for what that is it's still good yeah because they're square and they're fresh never frozen <laughs> I fucking love you and hate you um anyways it's just science I I am disappointed in the sandwich I wanted more from it mm-hmm. it comes with pickles and onions I said I don't want none of that shit mm-hmm. just sauce me up cause it's a sauce I don't know if any of the other I know Wendy's obviously is not a sauce but I don't know about Popeye's and and uh, fucking Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is breaded spicy or is it a sauce? It's breaded. And I've never had the Popeyes one. No, I haven't either. We're fucking terrible at our fucking job of being fast food critics, Mike. Yeah, well, it's not my job. Guy, Guy Fieri would be fucking disappointed it's in us. Dude that goes out and eats sandwiches. Mike, wild hearts never die. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Fast Control Podcast, episode one sixty one. Each and every week, a few best friends sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much, sometimes we talk about fast food too much, and sometimes we have great guests. Tonight, I'm sitting down with the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Azir. Mike, how you doing today? Eh. Eh? Yeah. Why just eh? Uh, the same reason I was just eh last week and probably before Let's that. Let's break this down. Let's let's get let's dive into this. Let's let's take Michael apart. Why are you so eh? Why would I not be? What do you need? What will make Michael not eh? Uh, something that would surprise me. So you need a, a good surprise. Maybe. Okay. All right. That's n- note taken. Mental note jotted down. Okay. All right. So we good get surprise. that. What what else does? Yeah, I know. It has to be good. I know. It has to be good. What, what, Knowing you, it would if you tried anything, it would just be bad. Anything involving you would be bad. Mike, if I just pulled out a fresh, hot, spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's for you, no mm. mayo. Uh, you like mayo? Yeah, mayo's fine. I don't have tomatoes. No tomatoes. Mm. Would that be a good surprise? I don't have a chicken sandwich for you. Yeah, it would be so-so. I, I feel like I probably went to Wendy's and 
I had fast food too many times this week. Can I tell you right now that I'm so again, <laughs> as much as I'm sitting here saying I try not to eat fast food as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I talked about McDonald's and now I'm about to say I went to Burger King because I was like, I just need something quick, just something small and quick. And I was like, there's a Burger King right here. All right, let me roll in. Can I get a spicy nug? Mm. Nope. Already gone. What's up? Why why doesn't anyone want to keep the spicy nug on the menu? Doesn't everyone want spicy nugs? I I have come to the conclusion that we I don't know who the powers that may be are, but they decided what we need to do now is just have a consistent cycle of fast food crazes. Fast food crazes. I, For whatever reason, I get Popeyes it, but... and Chick-fil-A, both chicken establishments, like that's just their bread and butter, chicken, they both got in the news... For serving a food item that they already just had. It was like, hey, we got chicken sandwiches. Oh, I also have chicken sandwiches. And everyone just lost their shit. They lost their shit for weeks. And then in the middle of all that, Wendy's like, oh, by the way, we brought about the spicy nuggets. And then people were all about that. And now we've got, uh, let's see, we've got KFC who were like, yeah, we've got... We got chicken sandwiches, but... Oh, they're on donuts. <laughs> now we got chicken sandwiches on donuts. Let's talk about that for a second. And then we got uh, Pizza Hut's like, hey, I heard you guys like cheeses. Let's make a cheese at pizza. And I'm sure there are like, other ones that I'm forgetting right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm familiar with the gimmick. Like I'm familiar with the let's get people in here. I understand those things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like spicy nuggets aren't a gimmick. They're not even like... There may have been a time where, like, throwing a spicy chicken sandwich or throwing a spicy nug in the menu was like, oh, they have a spicy option now? We're not in that fucking world anymore. We're in fucking spices everywhere. Give me the spice. I want the spice. I don't want the plain. I want, give me that spice. Hook me up. I want you to make me sweat. I don't know. Remember, uh... It's bad business model. It's not good. And now I can't remember exactly what had occurred other than... There used to be a way we would get our sandwiches from someplace, and then for whatever reason, something fundamentally changed, and like we couldn't do it that way anymore. Um. Yes. So it, let's to bring it back. I really want to quickly say, just in case anyone is confused, I'm Brendan, the host, Brendan Groom. I don't know. I don't think I said my name earlier, and it was bothering me. Okay. Anyways, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Goodnight Fatty, but we'll talk more about them later. So the story you're referring to, I, that is weird. We're just whatever. We're fucking rolling with it. I've had a couple of beers today, so we're, we're fucking cruising like wild hearts never die. All right? You've mentioned. We used to go to the mall mm-hmm. in high school a lot. Mm-hmm. And in that food court, there was a Burger King. Yeah. And it's funny because if Burger King had that menu item... They would probably rank higher on my fucking charts, mm-hmm. but they don't. So as a package, I don't appreciate what they have to offer me anymore. Okay. That being said, and I was never about the chicken fries. Like chicken fries, see, here's a fucking perfect example. Chicken fries are one of those like, here's a gimmick. Here's like a thing, but it just fucking stayed on the menu. Spicy tenders, spicy nuggets are not a gimmick. Give me the spicy nugs if you have spicy nugs. Is there like a spicy nug shortage? Like, is there is it like a thing that we don't know about? It's like, oh, we, we can only buy so much spice from Ronald. Or, well, McDonald's doesn't have it, so they don't have that spice. I, I don't know who we'd have to ask. It it might go all the way up to the top. We're going to fucking dig deep into this. We should have gone to the raid. They would have had the answers there. The Area 51 raid? Mm-hmm. No, Mike. All the Area 51 raid had was a guy running fucking Naruto running. God bless him. He's my, he's my hero. <laughs> Anyways, we would go to the mall food court and... We would go to the mall, but we would go to the food court, not go to the mall for the food court. I digress. And they used to have the spicy tender crisp sandwich. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, at least in my rose-tinted glasses, that was the best chicken sandwich bar none across that level, again, of of fast food tiers. Mm -hmm. I I would argue that it was better than Wendy's, number six. No, No tomato, no mayo. If anyone wants to fucking send me a sandwich, now you know. No tomato, no mayo. Mayonnaise is garbage. That's a whole nother d- discussion. Yeah, discussion of get you getting a chicken sandwich in the mail. Mike, if it happened, I'd look at it. 
if it came in like the postal mail, mm-hmm. I would probably not eat that. But if someone was like, you know, I'm gonna Uber Eats this guy right now, I'm gonna hook him up, I'm gonna send him a fucking delicious spicy chicken sandwich, you're not helping my heart or my belt waist area type thing, but I get to eat a delicious chicken sandwich. And I would hope you would send one to Mike if he was here. Or just send two thinking Mike's here, and if he's not, I have two sandwiches. Anyway. Or I'll save it for you, Mike. No, I don't want your mail sandwiches. It's not not a mail sandwich if it comes from fucking Grubhub. Yeah, but now I have to, like, vet that the guy's actually from Grubhub and not just, like, some crazed person. Hey, I'm from Grubhub. Here's your sandwich. Yeah, but we would ask them to identify themselves. I'm not going to be here when this happens. I know. No one's going to send us a sandwich. Don't actually send us a sandwich. I mean, it would be funny at the bare minimum, but don't actually send us a sandwich. Anyways, my address. Uh, So we would go there, but see, then we started gaming the system, Mike. We started going to uh, Burger King Mm -hmm. and just ordering their, like, dollar menu chicken sandwich, but asking for sides of the Tendercris spicy sauce. Yeah. And then they started regulating how many they would give us mm-hmm. to the point where then we used to save them up in my car. Yeah. We're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I feel like, though, at some point, it wasn't just that they regulated. It's like across the board, across Burger Kings in general, they stopped supplying the sauce. I would have to imagine that it was A, more people were probably doing what we were doing, mm-hmm. and B, maybe it just wasn't as popular as fucking, you know, it, I thought it was. Or maybe it was just some bullshit fucking gimmick, Mike. Maybe. I digress. Let's talk about games. All right. What have you been playing? I saw you dipping into the over- old Overwatch well. Do you unlock the Bastion skin? No. I, I, I either didn't play enough, or whatever I played, I lost more than I won. It's still going on, though, right? It goes on until still... the, I week, the weekly it... reset. I forget how long it's going. It might be like a two-week thing. If it's like the other ones, I think the other ones are just one-weekers. So I get to play this weekend because I don't... It's just the Bastion skin and then other, like, icons and stuff, yeah. right? But I, I don't want to miss it. I mean, it's a it's just get nine wins. Mm-hmm. So I'll play some Garbo modes with whoever. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely play this weekend because I want to get that skin. Um, what else have you been uh, playing? Uh, let's see. So it was that and Beat Saber, maybe? That's it? Yeah. Mike, Wild Hearts never die. I mean, I played that, uh, I think I downloaded it yesterday, but I I might have only played some of it today. How far did you get? Uh, it's not a long game. It's it's not, but like, I don't know. I think the last thing I did was uh, a bunch of girls turned into like a... A mecha wolf or something, and they were. Oh, so you've played a few levels. Yeah. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on it so far? Well, before we get into that, did you enjoy it at PAX? Yes. I feel like that was one of the games that when we were doing our best of PAX, Mm -hmm. it was like a unanimous across the board. We all really liked that game. Mm -hmm. Um, which I will say, props to them because the Annapurna booth was across the. What is is Nancy eating something? Now we're gone. Uh, the Annapurna booth was across, like right uh, directly across from Devolver Digital, and Devolver always has bangers, and their booth is always bumping and loud, mm-hmm. and like they do ridiculous stuff sometimes. Were you with me the time that someone from Devolver just stood on top of the fucking desk and was just like screaming into a megaphone? Mm-mm. You weren't there for that. Uh, well, if I was, I definitely don't remember. I don't think it was last year. I think it was two years ago. But someone, at, like a PAX staff member, had to tell him to stop. It was funny. Maybe I was there. He might not have actually had a megaphone. He might have just been really screaming loud. I but regardless, they're—I mean—they're a big, flashy, loud booth. And Annapurna fucking went right up against them with with Sayonara, and that thing—that thing caught your eye. Fucking caught a little fucking little groove going on. You know what I mean? Don't worry, the listeners can't see my terrible whatever I just did, that shimmy. Yeah. But, uh... Unpleasant to say the least. Yeah, you know, you do what you do. So, we all enjoyed it at PAX. What are your thoughts on it so far? Yeah, well, it seems like it's a quick game, so if I were to actually sit down, like, go home right now and play it, I could probably beat it. Um, yeah, it's 
It's a very simple game, and that's all I really ask for. Yeah, but simple it, and colorful. Is that a is that a detriment for you? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay, I, for some people it may be, because that I, was at, when I beat the game. And again, it seems like it's really short. I'll have to then reevaluate whether I think I should have spent thirteen dollars on it as opposed to some other smaller number. Yeah. I I feel like that so, because that was one of Todd's gripes. Because Todd also finished it, and Todd said that the game wasn't challenging, and it can definitely be challenging for certain people. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was particularly too challenging. Yeah. But one of the things that it does is if you die too much on a segment, the game will ask you if you want to skip it. Yeah. And you can skip it. Or say no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or the third option is don't ever ask. Me don't that yeah, shit don't ask me again. So it gives you the option of like, listen, if you're a little bit more casual or this is too too difficult, like yeah, just skip it. We want you to have fun and enjoy it. Like the game is, I think, just about having a good time, and I really like that because I think it's really well done. Like I think that as an experience, visually in Arlie with like the music, I think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I I mean I don't yeah, there's plenty of games that like have um music made for the game but in this specific scenario where it's a you know they marketed as a a pop album video game it's a it's a rhythm game that has a custom built soundtrack for it and games like rhythm heaven have that same type of thing but this is like the music in this is feels more like it's a an album somebody would put out um, there are some tracks that are shorter levels and they're more of like, you know, they're not like a, like a pop song, but I think that just kind of goes with the, the storytelling of the game. But, uh, I, I think for me personally, the price is justified. If the price is something that people are worried about, it's also available on Apple Arcade. So if you have an iPhone or iPad, you can get in that free month trial and do that or pay five bucks a month or, or whatever. Uh, but I definitely think it's something worth checking out. I, I think it's just after I was well to talk, comment on the difficulty a little bit more. Todd had said that it was too easy, and that was one of his big problems with it. It was too easy and, and short, and he said he'd give it a seven out of ten, and he liked it a lot. But whatever, blah blah. blah. And I think that what the game does well is if you want it to be more challenging, it can be by going for a gold score, mm-hmm. which is what I'm trying to do now. And I already know there's some levels I'm probably never going to get a gold score in. Um, but I was playing on stream earlier today, and I, I was able to go up from like having one or two golds to having like six or something. So it's it's that. So the, the part of trying to chase a high score, for me, it adds that difficulty. But it also, like there's a lot of memorization that goes on because you have to kind of know the levels and yeah. you have to like kind of know what's going on. So I it kind of adds a little more depth to the game. So you can take it as, as this base level. It's good music. It's good visuals. It's not a lot of heavy button inputs. It's kind of just fucking cruising around having a good time. Or let's dig a little deeper and try to get high scores and stuff. So I like that that balance. I think it's, it's done very well because it allows, you know, different types of people to, to play the game a little more accessible. I'm not mad about it, but I'm I'm like, I'm in love with this game. Like I, so the game came on Thursday. They dropped the album, the soundtrack to the game, on Thursday as well. All day at work, I'm just fucking bumping the soundtrack. So good. Get home. Started playing. I'm like, I want to just try it out a little bit. Fucking big brothers on tonight. Got to fucking got to got to stop before then. I still stop before then because I beat the game, but I like. Every time I went to go put it down, I was like, I don't want to stop playing. Like, it's just, the story that it tells is not, like, a super big narrative, but there's some stuff there. And I feel like the lyrics to some of the songs, like, it all just go weaves together. And I'm not going to lie, when I finished the game, there was part of me that was, like, a little choked up. I didn't actually shed tears. Not that I'm, like, afraid to say I would shed tears, because... I do it plenty of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Not to say this is dumb or other things are dumb, but I I, I have no problem saying that I cry because I do. Um, but it like I, 
I, I don't know. And I've been trying. I've literally been trying to analyze this all day. I don't know why the game. Like I'm, because I'm in the process of writing up a review for it as well, and I'm trying to dissect myself and figure out why did this game like evoke strong emotions out of me? Because it's not a big narrative. There is a story there, and when you finish it, you'll you can like put it together. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know why it like fucking got me good. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was, but I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't think this is in my running for game of the year, mm-hmm. but it is a, a game that I highly recommend, and it's a game that is is going to leave a mark on me at least for a little while. Like, I don't know if it's a game I'd say is like a go-must-buy, but I, I think if you have the ability and it's something that is interesting to you, I think it is... It is absolutely something worth checking out. Um, even again, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, just fucking, it's on Apple Arcade. Just grab that free trial. I think it's a month free trial right now for Apple Arcade. So just hop on there and download it. Have a good time. But it's fucking good, Mike. I'm enjoying it. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, going back to the difficulty or challenging or whatever, I think really my only real. Uh, challenge with it is just it's clearly like it's like you're on a track of some sort and you just have to move it's just like tricky to actually get the joystick to like put you exactly because like it seems like it's a full let's say I wouldn't say 360 maybe 180 sort of track where you kind of move back and forth like I can see the fucking shiny gems coming up my right just be right over here yeah and then i'll like overshoot it by like one step and i'll be i'll just miss the thing that i want so i think that there's i think it's something you just have to kind of get used to mm-hmm. and it's it's more of like a again like it's it's learning the controls getting used to the like the kind of not slippery but it's a little, a little can be a little slippery sometimes mm-hmm. but i think it's also like learning the level a little bit more and you can kind of anticipate certain types of things. And I don't, I, I don't want to spoil much about the game because I feel like there's some, what's the, what's the right way to say this without spoiling anything? Cause I, again, I really enjoyed it and there were genuine moments where the, the gameplay like made me go like, Oh, oh okay. I wasn't expecting that. So there's moments in the game where I think they introduce new elements in a very smart way, or maybe not a smart way, but they introduce new things as the game progresses, and it always feels really good, but at first it always catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the game is fucking anime as fuck, and I love it. It's so good. Um, and just real quickly... Mm-hmm talk about the beginning of the game yes because me and joe had said the same thing you're like i don't know what you're talking about can you see where we were coming from at the beginning of the game before she transforms how if you were to like look at it quickly not pay attention it looks she looked um like we both me and you're like oh the guy turned into a girl but like it was a girl the entire time but like I think just the way the design was, like, I didn't catch. Yeah, no, it's a girl the whole time. You were playing as a girl, yeah. You playing the girl the whole time, but I'm saying at the beginning, before she transforms, I think just, like, the way she looked, I was like, oh, is that a guy that turned into a girl? But that was just a girl the entire time. And she just, you know, just want to throw that out there. It's not important or anything, but, like, me and Joe had said it, and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. When did you guys say this? At PAX? Uh, yeah, probably, to be honest. Oh. I mean, I, I, I still don't. I mean, I get it, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, she was always a girl. She was always a girl. Yeah, I get that. I'm saying, when we saw it the first time, at PAX, fucking shuffling back and forth, trying to actually get our hands on the game. Yeah. And it the the PAX demo had the beginning of the game. Well, that was the other problem. Is that because at least for me. I didn't see the actual order the game was being played at, so, like, every once in a while, I'd just, like, play a level, 
and I didn't realize there was a sequential order. I think when I sat down, you just I picked could, up where something I could was. Pick, yeah, I could yeah. just pick up. I was like, all right, here we go. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That was never even a thought that came into my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, you're excited to dive back in some more. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems quick enough. So at some point, maybe maybe this will be the game that I'm like, oh, let me lay down in bed and play video games. I mean, shouldn't you finish it because you bought it? Like, shouldn't it just be something you play and finish and see through to the end? It should be, but, you know, I buy a lot of games. It's really short. Finish it, please. It's really good. It gets really good. It get, Well, I think it's good throughout, but it, like, fuck. Like, like, there's some levels that I really enjoy replaying. And, like, when you get, like, there's some levels that I... I know pretty well, so like I, I just like to hop in and just fucking let me bang the song out real quick. Like it's just a good, like ah, oh, it's so good. I would love to see more stuff done with this. Like I would love to see just more of this. It's fucking, it's a great game. It will definitely fall in my top games for the year. It it, I don't think it can be my game of the year, mm-hmm. but it is a really good game. I digress. It kind of falls in the same category as Creature from the Well to me. Creature from the Well is phenomenal. It's kind of weird because I beat Creature from the Well on my Switch, wrote the review, and then it came out and it also launched on Game Pass. So I downloaded it on Game Pass and then I played Creature from the Well again because I wanted the achievements. And on my Switch and my Xbox, I did 100% playthrough on both. Mm. Which is not a thing I normally do. Yet here you are. Here I am. Here I am, over here, fucking beating games and taking names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been we've been playing that, and uh, I think we're both on the same page. Also, it came out. Th- there's just too many games. I mean, I got Gears Five. I still got to beat Borderlands Three. I got to beat uh, Sinar Wild Hearts. Thankfully, I can knock that one out, and that's done. Untitled Goose Game just came out, which. Is that on your radar, or? Uh, it is, but I had to make a choice, so I bought Sayonara today, and then maybe, assuming the game is still on sale... It, Goose Game was on sale today when I bought it. I don't know if it will be yeah. after today. I mean, I guess it doesn't really change it. I just, like, I feel like I spent a lot of money, so I won't yeah. buy it until next week, maybe. It, uh, if you want to try it out first, you can play it here, obviously. It's interesting. At first, it's a little, like... I don't know. At first, it's a little weird, but then once you, fi- I mean, it's it's a weird game. You're just like you're a goose. Yeah, goose. But once you start figuring out, like, okay, like let's let's kind of get into it. It is very charming and ridiculous, and not it cannot. It definitely so the the way the game kind of rolls out. At least as I'm only like in the second level quotes or third level i guess uh but the way it presents itself is basically you're in these sections of this game world and in each section you have a piece of notebook paper and in the notebook paper there's tasks to complete in that section and when you complete a certain amount of them you can move on to the next section you don't have to complete them all there's also hidden things to complete but like there's on the first level one of the tasks to complete is make the gardener put on his sun hat. And Mike, I cannot fucking figure out how to make this guy put on his fucking sun hat. You're a goose. You can't take it off the wall because it's too high. You can't talk because you're a goose. The game is fun, though. I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to play more of it. And then uh, Link's Awakening came out today as well, which I haven't started. I was going to start that today, but... It was not a lot of time between all of this and recording tonight. And I was like, eh, I feel like when I start playing Link's Awakening, I'm going to want to like sit down and play it. So I figured I'd save that for tonight when I'm relaxing. I can dive into that. And then I also fucking bought Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch because it got ported to the Switch. And it's a game that was locked on PlayStation for a long time. And I've been wanting to play it. So I was like, I'm going to buy this. And it was uh, on. It was discounted if you pre-ordered it on Amazon. I was like... I don't know if I'm actually going to get to this, but I want this game, so I'm going to buy it. And I want them to bring more games like this, this to the Switch, so I'm going to support it. And hopefully that means they bring more types of games like this to the Switch. You have to vote with your wallet, Mike. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So, moving on, we brought up Apple Arcade a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. 
you not being an Apple person, right. do you have any Apple products? I've got uh, that one iPad that I won oh, like yeah. seven years ago. Oh, yeah. That must be super old. Do you use it for anything? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I tried to use it once because someone wanted me to get an app that was only on Apple. On Apple. But by that point, like, I needed, you know, iOS, whatever, and that was, they had already stopped supporting that iPad. So can you do anything with that iPad or no? I don't know. It probably still turns on. You should I, try to I, sell it or something or trade well, it in or something. No, I, one time I was using it and I dropped it and I, like, the, like, corner of the screen is, like, smashed. It's still usable. It's just it's got some cosmetic damage there. Oh, boy. So... Did you follow the news about Apple Arcade? Are you familiar with it and how it works? Or? Um, I kind of what happened because I was wa- I was watching the presentation. Yeah, but I think for some reason something had happened, so like I missed a lot of the the beginning. So I missed. Yeah, I the think Apple all, I think all Apple. of Apple Arcade happened at the very beginning. But I caught a bit of it. I saw that they have Frogger, and they have Sinar White Hearts. And I don't remember the rest. They have a sequel to Enter the Gungeon. Did you see that? Uh, maybe I did. It's called Exit the Gungeon. That's a good name. It is a good name. Um, I mean, there are some games on there that look really appealing to me. I'm I I have downloaded the beta. I just haven't played any of the games yet because the beta went live or the be- I don't know when the beta went live. The beta must have went live earlier this week, but it came out for everyone on Thursday once you updated your iOS um, which changed a lot of things on my phone and I'm still getting used to them like the email thing is a little bit different and um, I feel like the keyboard I I have to go into settings and see if I can change a part of my keyboard because it moved something on my keyboard so I keep hitting the fucking like emoji button so it (laughs) keeps like changing my keyboard when I'm texting I'm like this is not I cannot no 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 no. so I gotta see if I can fix that because they added the ability, you know how on the, I forget how many iOS updates ago it was, but they added like the, like you can f- make your emoji like a face. Yeah. So that was like a thing you could do, but now they made it so that you can make your face and then like use that face as your emojis. So mm-hmm. you can do like crying and like yeah. all the other emojis basically, but with that face. So I, it keeps prompting me to do that when I hit that button, and I'm like, I I don't want to fucking do this. I want to type. I don't want to fucking show my face. Like I, anyways. Um, so I think the concept of Apple Arcade is interesting. It's a small entry price. It's five bucks. Um, there's a decent library of games there now. I think there's like actually like I don't know. I think sixty or something games. There's a lot of games at launch. And there's some stuff that's exclusive to it. Like, I think Exit the Gungeon is exclusive. And there's some other things that are exclusive. And then it has some cool games like Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, I don't know how much I'll actually get into it. Simply because I don't know if I really want to play games on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where you fall in that that category. Um, I play very few games on my phone. At least now. There was a time, like, long ago five or so years ago where like i would play like temple run for me it was in college i would play things like game dev story and threes is that in college threes was later in college i remember playing threes when i lost my knees on i was like looking for a new car like i was sitting around dealerships like still playing threes so that was like mm, that that might have been close to like four years ago okay there was definitely a point in time where I played more games, but I feel like that point in time, it was games that, at least the games that I played on my phone, were either just free or they were like a few bucks. Mm-hmm. And there was no little to zero microtransactions. It was just like you're playing and buying this game. Mobile games over the last, you know, I don't know, four or five years or if not more, have turned into, like, heavily microtransaction. And that's, like, kind of the stigma of mobile gaming Hmm. is, yeah, it's free, but you, you know, you need to pay to get gems so you can keep playing, like, shit like that. Like, I feel like it's very heavily monetized. Um, But the thing that's kind of refreshing about Apple Arcade is it's, from what I've been reading, either none or very few of the games that are there have any of that shit. It's all, like... No, like, these are games, and they feel a little bit more like you're playing 
a traditional type of game and not like a heavily monetized microtransaction game. That piques my interest. That's like, okay, if there's games on here that are cool and I might have to worry about spending a few bucks here and there to fucking keep playing it or whatever, I'm interested. If it's like an experience I can have because I have this service. Um, it's also five bucks, so it's not like, I mean, I spend like five bucks a month on fucking CBS All Access. I never use it. I need to cancel it. Remind me to cancel it. Yeah, you probably should. Um, I mean, I guess, uh, let's see if I can put thoughts together. So the initial problem for a lot of apps was that they would get like that initial payment and then get no more money after that. And sometimes it gets really cheap. So then games started adding a sort of microtransaction element to them, you know, just to get money... Oh no! I mean, money. I get so now, I get the business model. So now we've got to a point where these games don't have any of those aspects, but they are like the easiest way for you to get them is just to pay for a service. And I imagine Apple takes a cut and then distributes the money to the rest. And then if you, I guess, if you like the service, you keep it. You get Apple's large pool of people, large user base, and then you know slightly less than that, probably going to subscribe to it. And then slightly less than that will stay long term, but maybe that will be enough to keep those developers happy, maybe? So I don't know how the pay structure works. It's the same thing with like Game Pass. I don't I don't know the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts of how that works for the people that have their games there. Mm-hmm. But with Game Pass, it's clearly a monetization structure that's working because they keep adding games to it. They do take some stuff out from time to time to mm. rotate things, but every service kind of does that. Netflix does it. Hulu, I'm sure, does it and stuff like that. But I, I would have to imagine that it's profitable enough for the people involved, for the most of them. I'm assume, assuming some of them don't succeed. But And from what I understand, the games that go into Apple Arcade are not available on the regular App Store. They're only available in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's interesting because... I don't think it has support for Apple TV yet, but I think it's coming in like a week or two. Mm. So it'll be something you can do on your iPhone, your iPad, or Apple TV. I don't know if it has Mac support, actually. I have no idea. Um, And if it doesn't, I'm sure it will at some point. But it has Bluetooth support for controllers, Xbox controllers, PlayStation controllers. I think 8-Bit Do should should work as well. Mm. So it has that ability. And for someone like me who... I don't dislike touch controls. I don't like touch controls that are faux, like, D-pads or buttons on a screen. Mm -hmm. That I don't like. I'm not good at that. Um, I like the tactile feel of buttons and sticks or D-pads. I I lose track of my fingers otherwise. Um, So there's an interesting library. I think it will do well. If it does well, it... It is in a very good position to succeed simply because everyone has a fucking phone. You know what I mean? Everyone has a phone. Not everyone has an iPhone, but everyone has a fucking phone. So it instantly gives a potential player base of, I don't know, millions. Mm. So it, it's it's an interesting concept. I'd like to see where it goes from here. I'd like to see what other games and developers start supporting it. They already, again, they have some good support out of the gate. So we'll see. We'll see what it does. You know, in in six months from now, I don't think it's something that Apple will roll back on. At least not anytime soon, unless it like meteorically fucking. Um, I imagine fails. there's a. You know, they've got a timeline of some sort, and if, you know, if it doesn't seem like it's hitting its numbers by X, and it's probably not anytime soon, it'll be like, uh, you know, I would have to be sending it in their fucking financial means, but like, you know, if by this time, two years from now, it's still not, you know, hitting the numbers they expect it to, they'll be like, all right, let's forget it. See, I don't, I, I get, I understand that, and that's a smart business thing, and I, and I, agree with you to an extent but at the same time i feel like apple has been trying so hard to figure out its space in the gaming world that i think even if this form of apple arcade doesn't stick around they'll probably 
keeps some sort of thing to fill the void. Because I think they want to continue to occupy that space as much as they can. Well, between that and Apple Plus, I feel like one or both of them aren't going to do as well as they want them to. I think Apple Plus, I, I think Apple Arcade has a bigger chance of succeeding than Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. I don't even, unless Apple actually purchases Sony. Or are they trying to purchase Sony Pictures? Is that all they're trying to purchase? You were the I think it was you. You were the only person I've ever saw mention anything like that. Like, I didn't look into it after that. I was like, I don't really care. Um, so. Um, Spider-Man deal reportedly on hold due to Apple possibly buying Sony. But I, I would be shocked if they were buying Sony and not just, like, Sony Pictures or something. Um, I don't know. Keep talking about something I, I don't know what they would i mean yes it would probably only be sony pictures i can't imagine them buying sony like the actual uh manufacturer company like that because i think that's where most of their money comes from anyway so i mean i'm not gonna read this whole article right now while we're recording but what the gist of what i just looked at made it seem like is that in order for amazon apple plus to kind of have a chance at this next age of streaming platforms is that they don't have uh, studios. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would be shocked if Disney Plus doesn't fucking knock it out of the park simply because of all their legacy content. Disney Plus has a major leg up on all the competition because of... Because of the legacy content, because they bought a bunch of Fox, con- they well they bought Fox. Yeah. Because they fucking swindled us into locking people in to a three year commitment up front, so that way even if like at the very start like all the things you want aren't there, if you're like just checking for the Mandalorian. Wait, is that the only way to become a? No, no, no. What I'm saying is. Did you buy the three year yes. upfront? What I'm saying is it a discount. It, there was a discount, yes. Okay. Can you still do that? No. Fuck. Um, what was I saying? Between, uh, now kind of the train is off, but basically, they're also doing, instead of the Netflix current model, which they're also going to change to, instead of like putting everything out at once, it's going to be yes. a weekly thing. Yeah. So between all that, what they're going to end up having Oh no, is... Disney is not only trying to kill their competition, they're trying to like completely kill TV with this move. Yeah. So... What they're banking on Cable is television. by the time anyone like me who had already logged in for like the three years, once that up, once that's up, you're like probably invested in like, if not the old content, but like the new content too. It's like, of all right, course, yeah. I'm, I'm still in this. No, that, I mean, that whole, I would, I don't know if they released that number of how many people have purchased. That. I don't know if they released that number either. But I would have to imagine it's a fucking large number. Mm-hmm. So... Even if the shows and movies that they make for that service are garbage and, like, people get sick of the service, that's three years fucking cash the check, baby. We're, like, we're yes. good. Like, we're good. Um, I don't think any of the others... I mean, like, I'm in the Apple ecosystem. I've been in the Apple ecosystem for fucking over ten years. I'm not... I have zero interest in Apple+. Plus. I couldn't even tell you, besides that Chris Evans show... Simply because he was filming it in Salem? Mm-hmm. I don't know anything that's even going to Apple Plus. Or I guess that, uh, fucking, uh, the, uh, it was at E3. Fucking guy from Always Sunny, video game show. Oh, yeah, they do. Have that's that. Apple Plus, right? I think so. Those are the only two things I know of. And I don't even know the names of either of those things. I think, uh, Chris Evans' thing is like, it's verbing it's... noun in the noun with somebody's name. It's like Finding Jacob yeah, or something. Yeah, it like is. That. It actually, I think it is Finding Jacob. Okay. I knew I knew it, and if you said the other one, I would know it too. But um, I definitely don't know what the other one's called. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it would make sense for Apple or Amazon to purchase like Sony Pictures. I'm sure I don't know what that suite of content contains, but I would imagine it's a decent amount of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know why we initially got onto that topic. To be honest, uh, you you. That was saying, not something I'd Yeah, you today. were saying that you think Apple's going to stick with Apple Arcade for as long as they can. Oh, I was saying well, that 
Okay. It, it's possible, but I think at a certain point they'll they'll definitely be like, yeah, let's cut our losses. Yeah, so I, I think ultimately they want to try to occupy the gaming space in some fashion. And I think because of how their market pre- penetration is, where there are a lot of consumer products that can play games, iPad, iPhone, MacBook, all of those can play games. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, they can all also watch content on apple plus i can see them i can see them merging the two services or at some point maybe just making like apple entertainment or something that is a subscription to apple music apple tv and fucking apple arcade you know what i mean like i can see them doing tiered models of stuff like that um where it's like you know i have apple arcade and like i don't know there's a couple shows i like and i guess the ability to have music too is fine and i only have to pay you know, an extra 15 bucks, I might as well do it and cancel my Spotify. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I can see that type of thing working for them, and I can see them playing around with it over time. I, I just think overall, even if Apple Arcade evolves or changes or they change a the name or something, I think they'll stay some form of that because I think they really want to be in the gaming space. I mean, who wouldn't want to be? Amazon is assuredly also venturing into that space at some point. So... And with the way things are moving, if things like Stadia and Microsoft xCloud become the successes that everyone is hoping that they become, that opens the door for like an Amazon or an Apple, these big billion-dollar companies that have money. Well, I don't know, but well, I don't know what Apple has as in terms of like the cloud stuff, mm-hmm. but I Amazon does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have that there. They just need the game studios. Or the exclusives, or whatever. So, it'll it'll be interesting. I don't really use Amazon Prime for any uh, Prime Video for anything. The only thing that I watch on that is the Marvelous Ms. Maisel. And if you have Amazon Prime, you get Prime Video, right? Yes. So then, yeah, that that's a service that I don't even think about because mm-hmm. because you currently don't pay for it. Huh? Is it because you currently don't pay for it? Well, I don't because Jen, Jen has Amazon yes. Prime and we live in the same house. So there's no point in us both having Amazon. The only point of me having my own Amazon Prime account would simply be... For Twitch Prime? For Twitch Prime, which, uh, no thanks. That's not how my money works. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm intrigued by Apple Arcade. I think it has an interesting... If anything, I think it is a kind of light revival for mobile gaming. I think it can attract people who are dissuaded by microtransactions back to mobile gaming. And that, I think, is exciting. Because if there are cool experiences that I can have on my phone that I enjoy playing that aren't bogged down by microtransactions or bullshit, I have my phone in my pocket every fucking day at all times. So the fact that I could have an experience that I like to play... I'm all about that. I mean, I couldn't, I can't tell you the last time I downloaded a game on my phone. Mm -hmm. I I mean, actually, I can, Pokemon Masters. But, like, aside from, like, something like that, I have no idea. I can, let me see if I scroll through my phone. Uh, You have Flappy Fighter? I do have Flappy Fighter, but that's simply just because of fucking Street Fighter. But, But prior to Flappy Fighter, Mike, I fucking hate you. Uh, Dragalia Lost, which I never played. I just downloaded because it, it was Nintendo. Uh, Mi Mi Plaza. What was that? What was it? What was it called? Uh, Mitomo. Mitomo. I'm just here for the fun. Yeah, I don't play mobile games. You're about that Flappy Bird life. Uh, I haven't played uh, Flappy Royale. I haven't played Flappy Royale in a while. I, every once in a while, I'll, I'll scroll through my apps trying to figure out what I want to uninstall. And I look at Flapper Royale, I'm like, I haven't played this in forever, I should just delete it. And I'm like, eh, you know, it might come back. Is it, though? Is the next big eSport Flappy Royale? Did you ever win a match? Yeah. What is it called when you win? Do we talk about this? Um, I definitely took a screenshot of it at some point. I can't. I know we were dicking around about it on the air. I don't know if we ever actually talked about I'm it. Because I, I don't even remember if you did tell me what it was. Uh... Um... As you're queuing that up, mm-hmm. this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by Doesn't Play Mobile Games, Calls Himself a Gamer. Listen, I've played many mobile games in my day, and I play Pokemon Go every day. I play specific games now on my phone. There used to be a time where I played more. 
I've I've played many many a mobile game. I just don't really play a lot of mobile games now. Um, Cause I'd rather just get home and get on my fucking Switch or my Xbox. I'd rather just not waste the time on my phone doing that and going home doing that. Anyways, this episode of the Passing Controller Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night, you can head on down to Higginson Square or One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. On Friday and Saturday, both locations are open from five to seven and on sunday just the washington square the carriage house is open from five to ten mm-hmm. if you're in the mood for some breakfast you can hit them up at good morning fatty and at the carriage house on friday and saturday from 9 a.m actually no they're changing the hours they are yeah they're, they're opening up earlier so people can go earlier oh. in the day i forget if they said seven or eight whoops uh, so let's just say eight to two, because that's for, seven in the morning. I don't know if they're doing seven. They're definitely doing at least eight. So wow. they're currently nine, nine to two. Now they're going at least eight. It might be seven. I can't remember. Um, I saw them post it quickly the other day. Head on down, get yourself a chubby, get yourself a fatty. Let them know past the controller sent you, and uh, they're good people. They're local business. Great, great folks over there at Goodnight Fatty. You should help support them. They support us, and it's all love around here. And you know what? This episode isn't sponsored by anyone else, but I do want to shout out the fact that we have two new shirts that have been selling pretty well, and that makes me happy that there are people that, A, are liking any content that we make, and B, helping support us in any way. You know, There's plenty of people that support us on a multitude of ways, whether it's just listening to the show or sharing something on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. All that stuff is helpful and super great, and we love it. But I'm really happy to see some uh, shirt and whatnot sales. And I want to give a special shout-out to... I thought that was your phone, and I was like, Mike, it's not your phone, right? It's not. Okay. I was like, Mike, you're really playing fucking music right now? This is why I never have the window open. I want to give a special shout-out to uh, my boy Snowbike Mike. And if you're not familiar with Snowbike Mike, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike. And again, he's not spon- he didn't sponsor anything, whatever, but he picked up a shirt, he sent me a nice message about how excited he was for it, and I was like, I fucking I love this guy. So I didn't tell him I was gonna shut him on the show. I don't know if he listens to the show. If you listen to the show, Mike, thank you. But Snowbike Mike's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Check out his stream. He does a lot of great content. Um He's a good dude. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Snowbike Mike. Don't worry, Jade. Everyone knows that you're the best. She also bought a shirt the other day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Moving on to our last topic of the night, Michael. If, if I were to ask you if there was a series that you wish you were into or have... I don't know why I phrase the question that way. Is there a series that you wished you have gotten into or just never gotten into and have a reason or don't have a reason? Is, is there a gaming series that you don't have in your oh, repertoire? gaming series. I mean, I guess you can answer. I, did you I think mean, I was going to say TV? Or something? Yeah, I was like... I mean, I, fuck it, answer the TV one too. I mean, I guess I could have gotten into Game of Thrones. I could figure out what everyone else was talking about. Yeah, I wish, I wish Game of Thrones was something that, that I also got into, but... For gaming, Mike, is there anything in particular that you, is there like a specific series or genre maybe that you uh, just never got into for whatever reason? It could be that you tried and just never got into it or you just never did. And like, there's a lot for me. There's a lot of holes in my gaming history that I'm like, uh, sometimes I don't want to like bring up the fact that I never played this series or whatever. You know what I mean? Are there any games like that for you? Uh, nothing that I could say definitively, like, man, I wish I got into this just because I, I feel like I'm not that guy. But I will say that um, yesterday I, someone showed me a picture of, like, what your favorite Final Fantasy series says about you. And I looked at it and I was like, well, never actually played any of these games, so I don't really know how this would apply to me. So would that be your answer then, probably? Uh, let's say yes. Just what? So just if only so I could look at that picture and pick out which one's my favorite. But like, all right, yeah, this is me. Okay. 
So I don't care about the actual history of the game at all. I was looking like, so you're telling me this game is called Ten Two? It's not the twelfth one. It's just this. It's oh. just the second tenth one. Oh, Mike. JRPG game titles can't be. You you must know that they're just ridiculous most of the time. Mm, yeah. Like yeah, there's Final Fantasy Ten and Ten Two. There's there's a lot of. I, I'm trying to think of others. There's definitely more notable ones too that are just like, I mean, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the fucking hashtag symbol, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's not not a hashtag, but uh, I mean, I used to call it the pound sign because that's what I am. Yeah, not. In, in, in music, what sharp. is it? Yes, sharp effie. That it, it's a music term for that game, at least. Um, like, there's plenty of games that are just nonsensical names. But yeah, ten, ten, two. Yeah. That doesn't really make any sense. But for me, Final Fantasy is on the list. I've there's a lot of Final Fantasy games that I've never played. Most of them, and it's one of those things that like when people talk like like. I know that there are people that love these games, and I know that they're, like, legendary series and all this stuff, and I understand a lot of that, and I get some of the lore and stories and references outside of the games, never, even though I've never played them. And I can appreciate a lot of things, like, you know, certain arts, that all the stuff, certain artists, all these things, but I, I tend to just remove myself from the conversation because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really want to talk about how I've never played Final Fantasy VII because I don't want to hear you complain to me that... I, I'm not a gamer or something. Like I try to, I try to avoid those type of silly conversations. But Final Fantasy is is definitely one of those ones that I'm a little embarrassed that I've had very little of those games in my gaming history. Now that a bunch of them have been ported to the Switch, I have less of an excuse. And I've downloaded seven, eight, and nine. I haven't touched them really yet. I started playing a. Th- uh, eight a little bit I think I can't remember because it was a while ago but yeah I will get to them at some point because those are some things that I'm excited to kind of dig a little bit more into some of the other you'll see a theme here in, in for me in like series that for whatever reason just I'm not a part of uh, Shin Megami Tensei mm-hmm. I mean I, I could stand to get is, a little is more it just going to be a bunch of JRPGs kind of okay. yeah that's what you're going to see a little theme here Shin Megami Tensei, I mean, obviously a little bit more Persona. I just, I feel like I really would enjoy those games, but for whatever reason, I just never really did um, get into them. And then another one that when I was thinking about, like, is there a series that just has never been on my radar, but, like, as a very distant outsider, I've, like, seen people on Twitter or something talking about it. I'm like, I bet I would like that game, or I'm at least curious to see more about it. Uh, Romba. Yeah, I probably should play that game. I feel like that's up your alley. Uh, I feel like I've heard it referenced a bunch of times. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should just see what this is. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that I at least want to have a just like I've been better understanding of. I've been meaning to play fucking Doki Doki Literature Club. Like yeah, I think I have it on my computer. I just never got around to it. Is it free? I think it is free. Yeah. That's why it was like, all right, let me just download this. That is another one. I mean, there's plenty of like singular games that are that are not in my history of being played and I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole because a lot of people will be like, Who the fuck is this guy? I don't fucking play games. I play plenty of games, alright? Alright? Um you sound like Todd to me. Like Todd? What do you mean? What do you mean like Todd? Yeah, Todd doesn't play games. Todd plays Overwatch. Todd plays more hours than a lot of people. Just in, like, one game. So he plays a lot of game. Plays he, a lot of game. He's dedicated. He's a dedicated guy. I don't know what he's he's up to now. He's, like, all over the place because he, he... See, but here's the thing. He says he hates Overwatch, but today, when I saw him this morning, he was like, so I played three matches of Overwatch. I said, I'm like, Todd, I, I don't want to have this conversation. I, I hate it, though. I'm never playing DPS again, but I can't win his support, so I'm only a tank main now. And I'm like, why do you play this game if this is how it makes you feel? There's a million other games. You literally have Borderlands. You, you're going to buy Zelda today. You have Cyanar Wild Hearts. You're interested in Goose Game. Go play something Todd else. Todd is in Go play a codependent, else. very abusive relationship, and it is hilarious to watch. Yeah. 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 Sounds like Todd. And then uh, one other series that I'm just now thinking of, now that I'm just thinking of a series that I've never really had a chance to sink my teeth into 
Phoenix Wright, mm. the Ace Attorney series. Yeah. I feel like I would really enjoy them, and I just, for some reason, never have. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd get into that just for the memes. There's a... Uh, the there's... They did a crossover game, Professor Layton, mm-hmm. like, versus Ace Attorney on the 3DS. I bought the game. I have the game. I've... My 3DS library is ridiculous. There's plenty of games that I have bought that I've never even opened. I that I, game is one of them. It's not open. I gave a, I feel bad. I gave my nephew, I got him a 2DS for his birthday, and I bought him uh, Mario Kart and Captain Toad. And I was like, you know what? I probably got some games here that I can give him that I'm just not playing. The only one I gave him was uh, Skylanders, but I don't know what the actual Skylander figure is, so I was like, eh, I don't know. Oh, if he wants one, I have I have too many games that I buy that I never play. I have like eight things of Skylanders in my closet. Yeah, that's the only reason why I have it, because you got one you gave it to me. Yeah, because, wait, you opened it, but did but so wait, you opened it, but I think didn't I, play the game? I think I opened it. Just to get rid of the big box? To get rid of the big, bo- big box, but I think I was looking to see if there was a code in there to register the game. Oh, I'm going to get those fucking my Nintendo points. I have to get the points. My guy. Uh, yeah, remind me, if he needs a Skylander and yeah. whatever, for whatever reason, there's there's something in there I can dig for it he can take. Um, I was almost going to give him the, uh, what was the one with, like, submarines? Steel Driver? Yeah, I was thinking about giving it to him. I'm like, you know what, one day I might actually want to play this. And I put it back. Yes, that's probably a game that will... At some point, farther down the line, that will be like one of those 3DS games that's probably like a collect, not, not like a collect that's going to be worth like $500, but it's going to be one of those games that's like, potentially one of those games that's like, oh, I want to, I'm trying to get like a complete set of 3DS games, or I'm trying to get yeah. like the rarer, harder to find games, and that will probably be one of them, because who the fuck bought Steel Driver besides us? Us. I also never played it. But I only bought it because, again, I. I there was a large point of time where I've I, I still do it, but not like we used to. But I used to like really find deals and like that's kind of interesting. I probably got for like a dollar. Yeah, I think that was the reason yeah. why you bought like twelve of them. Yeah, because I was just like, well, I'm gonna fucking buy these because I like to I like to collect video game stuff and certain things. I just like to have. I just like to have. I have probably like a four different Skylander boxed games in the closet. I have never played Skylanders. Ever. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure there's fun to be had there. I also have some Disney Infinity shit in there. Never opened the box. And I always wanted to try out Disney Infinity. But I don't even know if you put the game in now what you could play. Because they took the servers down. took everything down. So I don't know what you can actually play. Anyways, Mike. Before we wrap things up here. You have anything for the folks for Mike's Animate? No. Well, I have a question for you then. Should we go see Promare this weekend? I probably should see it. I don't care what you do, but I probably should. Well, see I mean, it. if you're gonna see it, I want to go. Okay. I was gonna. So it, when I looked, the AMC by us was doing it on Thursday, but mm-hmm. when I looked at the rest of the weekend, it's not there. It's only in Boston. Oh, if there's yeah, if there's a drive, then they probably won't do it. There might be a Revere one, but it's still a drive. I mean, uh, I mean, but I, if you want to go, I'll go. I I mean, I'll do Revere. I I don't like going to the Boston theater only because I can't find parking. Again. We can go together. Yeah. Because then I'll be more inclined to actually go. Because it's not getting wide release. It's just being this little limited thing. Uh, it looks fucking sexy. Like, it looks good. Joe's brother saw it and said it was really good. All right. So. Well, then maybe this weekend then. Yeah. I, I wish I had a better... I knew it was coming out, but I kind of forgot about it. And I wish I remembered it was coming out because I would have just saw it on Thursday up here. Mm-hmm. It was like a 7 o'clock show. I would have oh. just fucking went and saw it. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go fucking peep out this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Past Control Podcast, episode 161. As always, you can find all of our content at pastcontroller.io. We're on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. If you're a friend of the show, a fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to follow us online, subscribe to the show, and leave us a review on iTunes. The review on iTunes is key. It really helps us. We saw a few more come in recently. We would love if a few more started to show up from here and there. Um, We really appreciate that. 
If you do have a few bucks kicking around, like I mentioned earlier in the show, you can become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash passthecontroller or buy something from our shop at passthecontroller.io slash shop or passthecontroller.com. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode 161. You can find me at Groom. You can find this guy at underscore mycopath. And until next time.